You're listening to episode number 466 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas, including 29 episodes of Vintage Vegas, 43 anti-ups, and 81 Vegas cocktails, and a lot, lot more. For $7 per month, that's a, that's a subscription to Patreon <laughs> at patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? Want to gamble? They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Damn it, I Always the get pro. The Always the pro. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, we got a special guest today. This is this is sausage fest fun for the ages <laughs> yes uh, unfortunately karen is feeling a bit under the weather so once again josh uh, decided to step in and uh, and and help us out here and i was considering bickering with you a little bit mark just to make the, the make, listeners feel a little bit feel, more at home. I, just, I like it you know <laughs> yeah it's good it's good all right so gentlemen we are still we are still rolling through the uh, casino player uh, 2022 because I've got 2023 that's that's, that's uh, creeping up and wants to, it's it's voice heard but I wanted to, I wanted to finish this off so let's talk about a best romantic restaurant now all three of us are happily married men mm-hmm. so you tell me gentlemen if you think your significant others would enjoy these three locations to be considered the be- best romantic restaurant the downtown Las Vegas. Uh, is Barry's downtown? What, oh, what I would completely your... disagree with that. No way. No Josh, way. what say you? So I have not been in Barry's. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would choose out of the places I've been downtown. And honestly, I haven't eaten at that many because typically romantic goes with upscale, right? Uh-huh. right. I haven't eaten at that many upscale places downtown. My number one choice would probably be Hugo's. I was going to say Hugo's because Hugo's really... Uh, uh, enchants the ladies. I mean, they're bringing them flowers and shit. A rose for the lady, right? <laughs> Every time, right? Yeah. Um, Andiamo's is another one that I think is is kind of a romantic feeling to it. That's what I thought would have won. That's yeah. what I thought would have won. And and again, you know, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but I think that um, Barry's or excuse me, Circle was the kind of new right. new kid on the block when this came out, and so I think it, it holds a special place in a lot of voters hearts i'm excited to roll into 2023 just now that circus maybe not quite as new and shiny what right. what, it'll, what it'll be here's interesting um and and i can't speak to this at all i don't know if you gentlemen can speak to an off uh, off strip las vegas locals would be the michael's gourmet room at the south point hotel casino no way i've been to that it's not no uh-uh. it's cheap all right all right um and last but not least 
I'm going to give this place the win only because this is where I bet first time Vegas, Vegas goers go. And the best romantic restaurant on the strip is the Eiffel Tower restaurant at Paris, Las Vegas. Okay. I, I can right? I can see that. That that's that's fine. I, I don't I don't have an objection to that. I, I would think I, I think I'm thinking along the same lines as Josh. I'd say a Malfi just because it's it's super high end. It feels like a date night when you go to it. Um, at least that's that's been my interpretation. Mark, just a quick shout out, um, Tunica, since you know it so well. Yeah. Uh, Chicago Steakhouse at Gold Strike Casino Tunica won Best Romantic Restaurant. What do you think of that? Gold Strike, I would say in general, is somewhat of a romantic property. MGM properties in general seem to ha- have that that figured out, or, or at least they, they do in Tunica with Gold Strike. Our next category is Best Place to Celebrate. Um, <laughs> now, what? we're going to... I'm going to... Right, well, so... Um, Light up the birthday candles or order that perfect bottle of wine. A special night out means going above and beyond. These restaurants and especially their staff pull out all the stops to make the night out an even more enjoyable occasion. The food is great, the service is excellent, and celebratory mood is over the top. Get your guest list together and make it a momentous meetup with these award winners in Tunica, Twain's Steakhouse at Sam's Town Hotel and Gambling Hall. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to, to eat it at Golden Nugget down there. I do not disagree with this wit, uh, with this winner. If I if there's a place to celebrate, however you define the term or, or why you celebrate, downtown Las Vegas was Oscar Steakhouse. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to argue with that. Yeah, yeah. At Las Vegas, uh, for Las Vegas locals, I've had the opportunity to eat here thanks to Mark and Karen. Josh, I'm not sure if you've had the opportunity to yet try T-Bone's Chop House at Red Rock. No, I have not. It's a good one. I, I would, I'd say that that's, that's a fair winner. And uh, rounding out the category, again, I'm going to chalk this up to New Kid on the Block. The winner for the best place to celebrate on the Las Vegas Strip was... Carver steak at Resorts World. Uh, no, no. I agree. I agree. All right. I would say something like um, Mayfair or something like that. Like if you're celebrating on the Strip. Yes. Yeah. I just uh, Eater Vegas just did like a like a top places to go, and that that was one of them. Our final category for uh, tonight's podcast is the best late night dining. Now <laughs> in Tunica. The Silo Eatery at Jackpot Casino was the Tunica winner. <laughs> Got to be honest with you, I don't even know I, of I the Jackpot. Mark, I don't, I don't yeah. recognize that. All right, now I have not been to any of these places. Actually, <laughs> I, I, funny thing though, not only have I just never been there at all, I have never been there certainly to uh, appreciate whether they should win the best late night dining. Right. So downtown. The best late night dining downtown is considered to be the Sand Dollar downtown at Plaza. What do we think of that, guys? What's the category never again? Had food there. Food. Best late night dining. dining. I, d- I had no idea they had food there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that might be the whole, right? Like, if if, if three people who do podcasts about Vegas go, wait, wait, this place has <laughs> late night dining. Right. Is there food? <laughs> uh, for you locals, Mark, I'm looking at you. Someplace called Lucky Penny at Green Valley Ranch. I'm familiar with it. I haven't I haven't eaten at it, but I'm familiar with it. 
And then finally, and this place I would, I got to just chalk up to being, I didn't know that they would offer late night dining, but it doesn't entirely surprise me. Tao Asian Bistro at Venetian Las Vegas. Hmm. See, I, right. I disagree. I, I would say like, like the best late night that I can think of is, is uh, Nacho Daddy. That just hits the spot, man. Yeah, absolutely. Or, um, oh gosh, who do some of our readers of uh, uh, Evil Pie and yeah. um, Pizza Rock? Pizza Rock, you know, yeah. Those, yeah, yeah, I, I get those places. But these were these were very interesting um, places, and it's it's fun to get to chat with you, Josh, because you have a, a different take on some of the late night. Uh, uh, well, not just late night, but foodings. You know, one of the things, Josh, and I know I I I perhaps waxed unpoetic in last week's podcast but you know one of the things that i really enjoy about what you bring to just the 360 vegas world is you and your wife do vegas a little bit differently than the way my wife and i do vegas and so in in one degree like i consider my wife and i to be the proverbial porridge is too hot you and 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 your wife is the porridge too cold i should i should do it the other way so you guys don't think i'm being disrespectful i don't (laughs) mean you guys are cold and then mark and karen are like the porridge is just right Meaning, you know, depending on what we're looking to do, Mark and Karen fit in with what my wife and I want to do perfectly. Mm -hmm. And depending on what you and your wife want to do, Mark and Karen fit into that team perfectly. Like, it's just, it's so, it's fun to have these sort of dichotomies. You're a very valuable addition to the team there, John. Thank you. We we provide a whole spectrum of perspectives here for everyone. We really do. We really, because listen to me, you want to know where is the place to just gamble and drink your face off? I'm your guy. Right. You want to know what, you want to know what shows to go see? I'll always direct you to Josh. I will always direct you to Josh. I'll tell you though, I'm leaning more a little bit to the gamble and drink your face off. Like we spent um, a few hours on my last trip. Mark joined us. We spent a few hours at the center bar at uh, Resorts World mm-hmm. and oh, I finally yeah. got my wife into like she I, she's finally starting to understand why you'd sit at a bar and play video poker mm-hmm. that's awesome and, and she doesn't play video poker she plays the one dollar blackjack on there but she she cool, yeah. gets the reason why you would do that right. and yeah. why it's just a chill way to to, to get shit faced very quickly <laughs> we like that bar because they'll do awesome comp drinks there mm-hmm. and so she's, she's starting to get it so yeah Good for you. Good for you, Josh. That is super cool. I think that um, I think that's kind of sort of what ultimately drew my wife, then then girlfriend, but my you know my wife into the Vegas scene. She's like, so wait a minute, I can sit here. I can sit at this particular bar, whether it is Bugsy's Bar at Flamingo or you know the Bally's Bar, wherever, right? right? And I can have. I can have a cigarette in one hand, I can have a cocktail in the other, and I can gamble at my video poker, and I can just rinse and repeat for like 12 hours straight. It <laughs> right. is, that's so, that is fantastic. Very cool, Josh. All right, listen, kids, we should probably start the show. Uh, he's Mark, he's Josh, I'm Tony, I've got two dads, and this is Random Vegas. <laughs> The world record for largest video game digital display was broken when someone played Pac-Man on Resorts World's 100,000 square foot LED screen. You got that from at Las Vegas locally. I swear they did something similar at uh, at the Fremont Street Experience, but I, I would have thought that that would have taken the cake. I would think it would as well, which leads me to believe that maybe they didn't do that. Right. Because I can't imagine, and unless <laughs> ladies appreciate this line, unless we're going with length versus girth, I would think <laughs> that the length, I would think that the length of the Fremont Street would would um, beat out the girth that is um, Resorts World. Yeah. But 
I'd imagine there'd also be a width issue too, because it's Pac-Man's big square rectangle. Go for a pop can, never a pencil. And I just looked it up. The Fremont Street Experience screen is one that one. I'm sorry, one hundred and thirty thousand square feet, as mm-hmm. opposed to the screen you mark, mark you've got here, a hundred thousand square feet. Mm-hmm. So there is more square footage on the FSE screen. Let's move into Twick Pit of the Week. At Maverick Heli once again captures a view that is a beautiful metaphor for summers in the desert climate that is Las Vegas. The photo features an aerial view of both Encore and Wynn, as well as the sphere, dressed up to look like the sun. Or maybe Mars. Regardless, it looks hot, both in temperature and the way that kids use it today. So, may, gentlemen, may I proffer a disgusting analogy of what I thought I saw when I first looked at it. All right. Oh, please. <laughs> a very uh, ample egg sliding down the fallopian tube oh that is on corn wind. Ergo, I don't find this picture nearly as sexy as Mark does. <laughs> wow. Your I turn, of Josh. all the ways that you were going to go right. with that, and I, I didn't land on that one. <laughs> wow. I'm just saying it's on, it's it's like lit off. It's like, like I'm ready. Now I keep I'm looking sorry. I can't follow yeah, that, can't listeners. Yeah, it's, you can't. it's bright orange. It's fantastic. It's the sphere. And, and, and that was Tony. I was like, <laughs> well, as always, we'll link to the photo on our blog. We'll feature on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. Scriptwalking.com. For the ultimate customizable POV walking experience in Vegas, check out Stripwalking.com. The book, Like an Onion, The Vegas Skim, is the most succinct telling of the mob's time in Vegas that we've ever read. It cuts through all the myths and gives you the details of organized crime's time in the city. It specifically focuses on how the mob stole money before it was reported as earnings to the IRS and how it worked until it didn't anymore. Learn how the mob controlled the entire operation with a single point man whose job it was to make sure that the skim ran as smoothly as possible. This masterpiece is a quick read and very much worth every moment you put into it. Like an Onion, The Vegas Skim is available now on Amazon.com. First up, Mark, tell me more about the Club One lawsuit. Club One, the Players Club for Circa, The D, and Golden Gate, is facing a class action lawsuit the Players Club failed to disclose, or claiming the Players Club failed to disclose fees and taxes required on comp offers. The suit estimates damages of $3.75 million for the four years the comp program has been in place. Just so we're all on the same page, virtually all Players Clubs in Vegas do the same thing. In related news, Club One is offering a two times multiplier during the month of December till December 28th for hotel stays, retail spend, slots, tables, and keno play glaringly missing is video poker. <laughs> Josh, jump in here, man. What do you think of this? So I'm wondering, is this, are they going after like a little fish first and seeing if they get anywhere with this before they try this somewhere else? Like, yeah, you know, I don't instead know of going after like MGM or Caesars, because it, let's just say by some chance they're successful, then they've got like precedence and mm-hmm. they can go after some of the other ones. Right. Um, but that's the only reason why I think they're trying it here. Cause like, yeah, as you say, Mark, they're, 
everyone's doing this. Everyone's doing the same thing. Right. So I don't know why they they picked this particular players club. That's a great point. I mean, it, it would seem to be like a baby version of uh, of any of the big boys on the strip. I mean, Club One. I think the only thing close is Boyd's got uh, three properties downtown too. Um, so, I that makes sense to me that if they're gonna pick on somebody, it would be Club One. Uh, it seems it's probably the best downtown uh, players club there is. And know. relatively new, so they're not as much time period. So again, right. smaller smaller target. And then let's see if we can win here. I don't know. It just feels like a lesser version of resort fees. Like we've been bitching about resort fees forever. And now they're like, well, we can't get you for resort fees. So we're going to get you for comp fees. Like, no, you're not going to, you're not going to get it. Yeah. Guys, have you guys, have you gentlemen stayed at um, any one of these Derek Stevens properties? I thought, and and, and maybe I'm just misremembering. I didn't think that resorts fees, et cetera, et cetera, were, were included as a part of your comp room. I thought, I thought, and I, and I could be wrong, but I thought a true comp room, the D circa blah, 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 was a true comp room. You, you either paid something or you paid nothing mm-hmm. and there was no middle ground. See, I, I can speak from Caesar's uh, point of view because with, with Caesar's, like I was getting comp rooms, but I still had to pay for the, uh, the taxes and, um, the resort fee. It wasn't until I got to Diamond that they, I, I, I'm getting true comp rooms again. Now I'm not paying okay. anything. It's, it's nothing at all. So, okay. Right. okay. Huh. I didn't, I, hmm, I guess I'll have to look into it. I, 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 and maybe I misremember. It's possible I paid resort fee and or right. taxes on my hotel room. But my thought was, is, well, if I'm getting a fill in the blank dollar amount, 100 bucks a night off, what do I care about the proverbial? six dollars a night in in, right. in taxes but right. i mean to some degree and, and and josh you may be more right than you realize maybe it's easier to start with these very small corporations like Derek stevens before you try the big guys like uh, uh mgm and, and and caesars if it's going to be free then it should be free right if, if you're saying right. my room is comp then don't try to pile on the bullshit that comes along with it. A free room is either a free room or it is not. So, um, hmm, but that is interesting. God damn, Josh, way to come in from a different fucking angle. (laughs) Seriously, man, what that is, I, it, it wouldn't have occurred to me for one second to think about it coming in from the quote unquote smaller fish size. See if you get any bites and then you move on to the bigger whales of, of a lawsuit. Good job. God, I dig this fucker. All right. Next up (laughs) F1 returns. Traditionally, one of the slowest time periods in Vegas is November, which is why F1 selected that time of year to hold the Las Vegas Grand Prix. As numbers start to trickle in, MGM Resorts is the first to report that the Las Vegas Grand Prix was the, quote, highest grossing weekend for the company and hotel revenue in the company's history. Of course, they are charging thousands of dollars a night, so pricing pricing tickets mostly out of... uh, the range for regular people but i mean you know you're charging two grand a night yeah you're going to set some records even if you aren't at full capacity uh, anyways that said fourth quarter numbers won't be announced until early 2024 at which time we'll get to see how everyone fared in totality the race also pulled in the second highest espn viewing audience of the f1 season with 7.4 million viewers as a reminder las vegas grand prix 2024 will take place november 21st through the 23rd Deposits can be made now and will go towards the full price of multi-day packages. Single-day events are currently not available. 
I'm still more interested in seeing this since uh, year one is over. Uh, I, I, don't, I mean, uh, like I've said before, Karen and I are in drag racing, and this just seems in our in our uh, uh, beautiful city that we get to experience it in a different way. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't hate F1 as much as everybody else does. Right. So it was. It was cool to watch. You know, um, I wish that they lit up the buildings more that they were able to, so that the entire time I watched it with my wife, she's like, so where are they at now? Where are they at now? Right. And I was able to kind of figure it out, but that, that was, that's one thing that I would change. I think that would make it a little bit cooler because otherwise why, why have it on? Yeah. I mean, part of the fun is to see it racing down the strip. You know, if you're like, I don't, I don't know where they're at, you know, that kind of takes some of the fun out of it. Yeah. And I'm interested in terms of the, the reports, the numbers here, I am going to be really interested in hearing the, um, the quarterly, meetings from Caesars and from MGM and especially Spencer. Caesars Caesars is the one yeah. that I think really took a hit yeah so and I, I know that MGM can say whatever they want now but that stuff that happens in those meetings that's going to be on record right and so that was where we're probably going to get some harder numbers in terms of for the various companies how well they did so I'm really really um, interested to hear that when that comes out that'll probably be January I agree think. yeah hopefully All right, I think that's going to do it for news. Let's roll into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. Prop bets is brought to you by Vegas Near Me. If it's fun to do or see, it's on Vegas Near Me. It's available free on Android and iPhone platforms. LasVegasPins.com is another one of those brilliant ideas that you'll find yourself surprised wasn't already a thing in the market. Well, it is now. Thanks to LasVegasPins.com, we now have Disney-quality collectible enamel pins featuring iconic Vegas. The ever-expanding collection includes pins of Vegas Vic with a moving arm, Vegas Vicky with a kicking leg, the Tangiers, Fremont, Excalibur, Sands, and of course, the Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas sign. These are just some of the options available, starting as low as $8 a piece. 360 Vegas listeners can drop that price another 15 to 20%. New customers can use the promo code 360 to save one time 20%, and returning customers can use 360 Vegas for 15% off. Just go to lasvegaspins.com or go to our blog, 360vegaspodcast.com, and click on the banner ad for lasvegaspins.com. All right, so first up, Silverton has an Silverton had an issue last week that caused all slot machines to lock up, preventing people from being able to play or cash out. No follow-up details on how long the issue was an issue or when things actually had returned back normal. Have you ever been to Silverton? I have. I, well, I, I walked through there. I walked through there to get a chip. We took the kids to um, the Bass Pro Shops next door. Okay. And then I was like, well, since I'm here, let's see if they have mermaids. They didn't have mermaids that day. Again, I had my kids. Um, is that a, a thing, though? Like, is that a legitimate thing? Do they sometimes yeah. do? They yeah, yeah. They've got a big tank. Yeah. And they've got, yeah, like women who put on fishtails and go in there. I actually the, saw the there was one. I, I, don't, I don't remember where I saw it, probably on Twitter, where um, there was a girl in that little swimming outfit and apparently was having trouble getting to the top and had to kick off her I fake fin. I saw that, fin. too, in the last week or so, right? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, like all of a sudden she was like, I'm done. And yeah, she, I got to get out. She and kicked now. off her tail and swam oh. up. Yeah. <laughs> Her legs were claustrophobic. <laughs> They'd never been closed that long before. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, some little girl's dreams are ruined because right. she found out mermaids are real. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> you know what? Life imitates art. Right. <laughs> Vital Vegas is reporting that Golden Gate is temporarily closing for a refresh on December 18th until December 23rd. I know, right? It's wild that they're wow. shutting it down for, yeah. for days. Yeah. Just to what make could a you carpet possibly change. do to Golden Gate? And I don't mean this derogatorily. I love, I love the property. What could you possibly be doing to Golden Gate that necessitates the true straight up closing? You can't come in. You can't gamble. We can't make any money from the 18th to the 23rd. It's supposedly it's, carpet, but I don't understand why you would need to close a whole place to change the carpet out. That's, that's nuts. Yeah. It was announced this week that the 2024 NHL draft will be held at the Sphere June 28th through the 29th. I know, right? That's going to be cool. I can't wait. Guys, the more I hear about the things that, that allegedly, if, if it happens, the Sphere will be doing or hosting, I, I don't, I can't imagine in any world where the Sphere doesn't succeed and i'm putting air quotes around the word succeed there's just it seems like there's so many people want to do things at the sphere right yeah maybe the owners need to be patient enough to ultimately recoup their 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 their, their expenses long term mm. but it seems to me like people want to be at the sphere and and Josh, you know your your review of YouTube is just outstanding. The fact that even Beyonce, it's like it's on her radar to potentially yeah. do a concert there. That seems wild to me. Why? If I were the owners of 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 the Sphere, I'd be like, no, no, just hang on. Yep. Just hang on. We're recouping. Just hang on, and it would be it's it's going to be a cash cow. It was it was perfectly placed in Las Vegas. I mean, only in Vegas could you have something like this. I mean, they're trying to get it to other places, and they're not they're not interested in it. So it just makes perfect sense that this venue could become the kind of venue that people are like, oh fuck, I got to play the Sphere. Right. The one area I think they'll have a little bit of trouble is with artists, in that you know it takes a whole lot of money and a whole lot of time to yes. prepare the visuals, and so. Okay. It's 18 K. You're going you to be there. You, you got to be there for a while. Like Beyonce can't just make that a stop on her tour. Right. 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 And so the kind of artists that then can attract people day after day after day, there's, you know, that's a short list. And so I think that's the one place where they might have a little bit of trouble is yeah. Beyonce can do it. Yeah. Taylor Swift can do it. Yeah. You too can do it. Who else can, mm. can set up shop there for, you know, a couple months and continue right. to bring in the numbers that need to be brought in. I think that's the one tricky area. But these one-off things that they're not having to create massive visuals for, the draft, um, UFC, things like that, those are going to do fantastic there. Yeah, agreed. You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, Plaza has added some exterior lighting similar to that showcased in the former Port Cashore over the smoke-free casino edition. It looks nice. I saw it today. It, it, it I did fits see in that. well. Yeah, it does. It looks good. Dude, why do I have to read this one? Mm-hmm. I, I tried to make it as... as what, 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. A disgruntled teacher looking for a job at UNLV shot and killed three faculty members before a gunfight erupted between the shooter and two plainclothes UNLV police detectives killing the shooter. How not to apply for a job. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to see. Um, apparently, he targeted, like, I, I hate to say this, the good news is the bad news, right? He wasn't looking to truly do devastating 
harm and damage to yeah, he, just he wanted innocence. revenge is what he wanted. He did. He did. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I, I just I, I assume and, and I'm waiting to I don't know this to be factual. I assume that eventually we will learn that perhaps that um, unfortunate victims were perhaps the indiv- individuals that were on the interview panel. Right. Something that, something that like that. Skipped over them. Yeah. So but discussing it and we move on. Agreed. Ellis Island is offering a free beer to guests who wear a cowboy hat. The promo is limited to one free beer per guest per day. No word when the promo ends. It's got to be the end of the rodeo. Right. They just did. They right. just didn't make a note of it on the on the flyer. Vital I have Vegas. a cowboy hat. I'll, I'll show up with a cowboy. I, hat. I know it's, it's <laughs> a free drink. It's a free drink. Where's the drink? I got the flyer. Doesn't have a date. Right. I know constantly. <laughs> I always go back. <laughs> They're like, Mr. Josh, please just leave. Please just leave. We'll give you a 12-pack if you'll just never just come go. back. Right. <laughs> Vital Vegas is reporting that Wynn Resorts has cut ties with Michelin star chef Min Kim, executive chef at Mizumi, following allegations of sexual harassment. And they just redid a space for him, right? They just redid Mizumi. They just finished it. He was doing a pop-up while they were working on renovating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I just, I I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I have to believe that to some degree, these celebrity chefs probably, probably have all all the tail that they can possibly chase. (laughs) So why on earth would you ever, would you ever engage yourself with someone who is not interested. There has to be someone who is kicking off their proverbial mermaid fins <laughs> to be able to hang out with you. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't understand sexual, um, what's the term here? Sexual harassment. That's, that is completely unnecessary. Yeah. I don't <laughs> the takeaway is I don't condone sexual harassment. Look at me. <laughs> right. Where, where's my trophy? <laughs> <laughs> Bids for Gold Spike downtown were due this week. Possibly the most appealing part about this property is the current owners preserved the gaming license, even though they removed all gaming from the property when they took it over. You ever been to Gold Spike, either pre or post uh, casino? I've been there post casino. We walked in, we saw what it had to offer, we immediately walked right right. out. So every now and then when I'm shopping for rooms on like a weekend, like when we were there in October, the rates were sky high. And so I, it comes up on my radar and I'm just like, ah, oh, mind. And I find someplace else. Like <laughs> you, you still exist. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the often discussed, but previously challenged Brightline high speed rail project received $3 billion in federal funds to help finance the train from California to Las Vegas. The project needs another nine billion to come to fruition. Guys, how how do how could it possibly cost twelve billion with a B, twelve billion dollars to to just create a high speed rail from L A to Vegas? I I don't I have no idea because most of it's desert and they're planning on running it apparently wherever they can between the lanes of the freeway. So it's like there's nothing in your way, right? You know, um, I, most of the cost will probably be once they get to um, about where I'm at. Then they got to go down what we call the Cajon Pass. It's where the 15 comes from the desert down into like, the L.A. Metro. Okay. And so that's probably going to be expensive because it's pretty steep. And so they've got to, you know, grade it carefully. And so they're not going to 
be able to run alongside the the freeway. Um, but yeah, twelve billion. That's that's bonkers to me. Right. So it's another I, one of those I, things that if it gets done, will go bankrupt in like six months. I mean, maybe I think it'll be successful at the if end it, of the if day. If it ever like, actually happens, done. right, mm-hmm. right. So and it doesn't cost twelve billion to try to recoup. Brightline like, is a company that's done high speed rail before. Okay, they've done it in Florida. So that's that's one thing where the previous company that started this project had had no track record. Um, and they, they're being smart about it because originally the plan was to end about near where I live, which is kind of nowhere. Oh, wow. Okay. And now they've said, okay, we're going to get it down to Rancho Cucamonga, which is a real place. Um, <laughs> and, and the advantage of that is Rancho Cucamonga has a station that ties into the Los Angeles area's commuter rail. Oh. So now instead of driving to where I live in the middle of nowhere and then getting on a train, you can take the commuter rail and skip traffic and then switch over to the Brightline train and then supposedly in two hours be in Vegas, which would be a time saver. Because, again, I'm closer to Vegas than where they're they're starting this, mm-hmm. and it's like 2.45 for me. And I hate airports. I hate the airport experience. Yeah. So sure. if I was where this would make sense, I would do this. Well, I, I mean, absolutely do this. you see the license plates in Vegas all the time. I mean, there's California is, is a major contributor. So oh, yeah. this this oh, does yeah. seem like, like it would... It, like it shouldn't be struggling as, as much as it is to try and get financing. Yeah. And finally, self-service screening is coming to Harry Reid International Airport in January. The option will be available to those enrolled in the Trusted Traveler Program and is intended to be the future of air, airport security. Guys, I don't even know what Trusted Traveler Program I think it's is. the same as uh, your TSA pre-check. Because they they said something about it, uh, some something about a known travelers that you know have already gone through the initial screening to get that. That now they would similar to the way it is now, where if you're pre-check, you don't have to take your shoes off or you don't have to empty your pockets or anything like that. This would would just be self-contained, I guess. Have a I imagine like self-service screening as somebody like patting themselves down. And looking <laughs> up, saying, yeah, I'm I'm good. I can go. <laughs> It's all fun and games until I give myself a cavity search, and I'm like, "Hmm, this is just trying to be thorough." We gotta check this out. Just trying to be thorough. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's gonna do it for news and prop bets. Let's move into coming attractions. Brought to you by Vegas.com is a portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. What makes Vegas near me so special? It's the most complete and accurate source for fun things to do and see in and around Las Vegas, organized with over 17,000 businesses, organized in a unique visual category system with over 300 categories, far more complete and accurate than Google, Yelp, or in many cases, the business's own websites. It has over 55,000 time-stamped and curated YouTube and podcast links so you can listen to and watch real-life experiences to learn about and choose fun things to do and see. Lastly, detailed place maps of all major Las Vegas resorts and other large places like shopping entertainment centers to show both the location of the business you're looking for and your location if you're nearby. In addition, the locations of nearby restrooms, parking, 
taxi, valet, and ride-sharing pickup areas can also be displayed. Vegas Near Me is now available as a free app on both the Apple apps and Google Play stores. If it's fun to do or see, it's on Vegas Near Me. First up is Tamia and Joe are performing at the Virgin Theater Friday, April 19th. Show starts at 9 p.m. to get start at an undisclosed amount. They forever annoy me that they don't just fucking give me the goddamn prices. I get they don't go on sale until a certain day, but why can you not just tell me how much it's going to cost? I don't even know who Tamia and Joe are. I know Joe. I, never, I'm not, I, I hope I was hoping I was pronouncing their names. No, correctly. I'm not familiar with Tamia, but I, I know Joe pretty well. He's a nice guy. Nope. <laughs> I know who this guy is. Bruce Springsteen is coming to T-Mobile Arena Friday, March 22nd. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. Tickets start again at an undisclosed amount. What do you think the odds are of him adding another date? Uh, he, he tends to, to pull a crowd. I mean, similar yeah. to uh, to Fish, where people just follow him for a while. So yeah. I could definitely see that. I, I could see him. Uh, like that, that sounds like another Sphere concert to me. Right. Yeah. But to your point, you know, I think it, I think it cost uh, uh, you two like twelve million to to handle all the all the effects on, on the screen because that's that it was the same amount that Beyonce was asking for to, to do hers. So I got to imagine that that takes a whole lot of whole lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. To your point, whereas right now they can just stop off on their tour, you know, in the city as opposed right. to what you have to do to get into the sphere. Right. Tyrese is performing at the Virgin Theater Saturday, February 24th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at an undisclosed amount. Following the people that whose catalog I completely know, like Cher, Garth Brooks, and Matchbox 20, Godsmack is performing <laughs> at the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan Saturday, April 13th. Show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at $45. Nice. Pink Talking Fish, a fusion of Pink Floyd Talking Heads and Fitch. Now you're just making shit. That's, that, no, that is brilliant. That is brilliant. <laughs> pink Talking Fish. We're going to sing some Pink Floyd, some Talking Heads, and some Fish. I don't listen to any of that music, no. but I've got to imagine. And actually, does that make sense, guys? Do you think Do you think that the individuals who are following Fish around are big Pink Floyd fans? I wouldn't be surprised. Really? Yeah. It seems like one of these are not like the others. Well, Pink Floyd yeah. doesn't tour or anything, so it's it's hard to it's hard to really estimate what uh what impact that would be. Uh, God, God love any fish followers. If you are Pink Floyd fans, please reach out to me. Let me know. I'd love to learn from you. Yeah. Well, Tony, if you want to catch Pink Talking Fish, you can catch them at Brooklyn Bowl Sunday, January twenty eighth. The show starts at seven thirty, and tickets start at twenty five dollars. I love tribute bands. Sometimes they're better than the original band. Sometimes. And this is like a three-for-one deal. So. Right? Is, yeah. Yeah. Firehouse is performing at the Golden Nugget Friday, February 23rd. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $49. These guys win. These guys win the tribute band name. Still Collins. <laughs> a tribute to Phil Collins and Genesis. is performing at South Point Friday through Sunday, February 2nd through the 4th. Show starts at 6.30 p.m. and uh, tickets start at an undisclosed amount. I totally see that. I would too. Right? That seems really yeah. fun. Yeah. Cat Williams <laughs> is performing at Mandalay Bay's Michelob Ultra Arena Saturday, December 30th. Show starts at 8. Tickets start at $60. 
And lastly, Journey is performing at Mandalay Bay's Michelob Ultra Arena Saturday, March 16th. Show starts at 7.30. Tickets start at $35. Weren't they just at Resorts World? Like yes, year? they were. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't, it wasn't Resorts World. It was um, Caesars. That's because we went to go see him there. Okay. Was, it, was it amazing? It's not Steve Perry. I mean, that's, well, of course not. that's the one thing that, like, I felt like like this guy was doing a really great impression of Steve Perry, but it's like, it's not yeah. Steve Perry. You know, I think about the one guy who, whose name escapes me offhand, but he was a, uh, if he wasn't a winner, I don't think he won um, American Idol, but he, regardless, he, he won in life. He ended up becoming the lead singer for Queen? No. Adam Lambert? Yes, Adam Lambert. Yeah, it's Queen. the lead singer. Yeah, yeah. of Queen. Yeah. You know, like to some degree, you're right. You're you'll never be the original, right. but that's okay because you're just so gosh darn good that yeah. I'm willing to listen to you sing. You as a part of this group, do you, how did you feel, Mark, about whoever the not Steve Perry was singing Steve Perry as a part of the journey? See, I think it's different because um, the band you're talking about had like they didn't have a choice. They had to they had to make the change. Whereas with Journey, Steve Perry's just got anxieties and he's uh, other reasons why he doesn't want to perform live or why he gets real skittish around it. Um, yeah. Okay. Don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists that we report on on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Let's check the river. Somebody finally told me that that apparently comes across really, really loud, and I had no idea, so I've been adjusting it the last couple episodes so it doesn't scream in anybody's ears. Like the five communal cards you get in a game of Texas Hold'em, the river can have anything turn up. So is our river segment, and this week we've got... Moonshot.com is the place where you can find your favorite vintage Vegas shirts. Incredibly comfortable to wear, available in male and female cuts, multiple colors and sizes, Reasonably priced and cool as hell. Options include this week's feature property, The Landmark. Despite being a financial failure, it's an iconic structure in the city's history and an almost unescapable landmark, no pun intended, in many scenes filmed in Vegas during the 1960s to the early 1990s. While not featured in the film Viva Las Vegas, it is prominently on display in multiple sequences. It was repurposed to stand in for the porker shore of the fictional casino The Tangiers in Martin Scorsese's film Casino, and James Bond rode on top of the freaking exterior tower elevator. Offering one shirt wouldn't do this property justice, so there are two. This and dozens of other vintage Vegas shirts are available at moonshot.com starting at $27. Use the promo code 360Vegas, no spaces, and save 15% off your order. Just go to moonshot.com, that's M-0-0-N-S-H-O-T.com, or go to our blog, 360vegaspodcast.com, and click on the banner ad for moonshot.com. Well, we got a, quite a few things, Josh. So first up, we're gonna let's at least start with some FHE. So with FHE, this is our opportunity to go out and explore the ever-changing landscape of Las Vegas and share that experience with you. This week, uh, we went out and explored the art museum in Durango, and uh, here's our first-hand experience. Yeah. 
Uh, we started with the art museum. This is located in the space formerly home to the Harmon Building at City Center. It's an immersive art expert expert ex exhibit. See, now I'm starting to be Tony. It's an immersive art exhibit hey, that uses the infinity mirror illusion often. In some cases, like the Aurora Room, the exhibit utilizes both walls and floor to complete the beach illusion. There's also a tea experience, which is way cooler than I expected. Uh, I won't spoil it for anybody, but I don't drink tea, and this thing was delicious as well as entertaining. Uh, tickets start at $50, and it will take you roughly 45 minutes to an hour to complete. I know this I is... I have nothing to contribute. It's hidden. It's hidden. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I was lost trying to find, because I, I went with uh, Christian Julian and their kids, and uh, we were both on that pedestrian bridge that, that takes you to Crystals from Cosmo, and I'm walking back and forth. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't see where this is at. And there's like, like there's like a little offshoot that'll that'll take you further back. The only reason I even found it is because Julie took a picture of what her her perspective was, where she was sitting, uh, and and all I did was follow along. To, I realized like it was right across from Marky, and I'm like, oh okay, I know where you're at now. It was pretty cool. I'd recommend doing this. Uh, you got 45 minutes to kill. So I, I think I'll check this out. My wife is into like tea houses and all that stuff. Like she wants to do oh, like the um, Mandarin this. Oriental tea thing. I'm yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's all you. Uh, but if you're saying it was pretty cool, then okay, then make us both happy, right? There, there we go. There's that. There's that middle ground that yeah. Tony was talking about. There you go. Orange is this right? All right, and then uh, next up, you guys went to Durango. Yes. Which is just open. Yes, Durango. That's that that's that's my my summarization of Durango. There's it's it's got lots of floor to ceiling windows. Space kind of reminds me of an abandoned supermarket. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, it's not as nice as Red Rock. It may not be as nice as Grand Valley Ranch. Grand Valley Green Valley Ranch. It has 75 video poker on the floor, which is not what you usually find at a local casino. Parking is free, but parking at an electric or uh, parking an electronic car into the charging stations is not free, which is a first in Vegas. Uh, the sports book is pretty cool. It's not as cool as Circa's, but I, I'd put it up uh, there with something you should go see. And unlike other station properties, Durango does not have a bowling alley, movie theater, or spa. However, those have been rumored to be part of a potential expansion should they feel the location deserves it. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I've been struggling with this all week because I went... I went into Resorts World and I was like, eh, okay, whatever, you know, and, and this was kind of the same situation. I'm like, okay, it looks kind of cool, I guess, but uh, I don't know. This isn't, there isn't anything drawing me from this, and it's definitely not better than Red Rock. Do you think the 7.5 is something they'll do temporarily until the newness factor wears off? That's what I was expecting, um, because... Basically, at any local's property, you're going to find some of the best video poker. And it was right. it was shocking sure. that I went into a brand new one, and the first machine I checked was 7.5. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Because that's what they are at the bar is 7.5. Right. Wow. It's 7.5. I apologize, gentlemen, if I missed the bonus. 7.5 what? Bonus? Double bonus? Bonus poker? Jackson Better? What are you Jackson Better. Jackson Better. I hate to be that guy. <laughs> Seven five is not exactly. So they say that. Um, no, but that's you know. the kind of shit that you expect to do on the strip or at a bar. Like that's right. like when you go to a locals, that's where you're getting eight and nine. You know, eight, eight, six, nine, six. You know, uh, jacks are better. So it's it's just really surprising that it uh, like you haven't ventured out into a lot of locals, Tony. So that's why like this this was glaring to me. Then I'm like, holy shit, 
Like I can't believe the locals. Oh, your point. I'm sorry, guys. Your point, Josh. Your point is it'll actually get better as right. time rolls on, because nine seven five is is just because you've got a bunch of ploppies coming in right. because it's brand new. Because it's I'm new. Sorry. I yeah. misunderstood. And so I misunderstood. I'm thinking I though, right? Because uh, locals can be more discerning, right? They have more choices. They're always in town. And so that's the only thing I can think of the logic behind that. Absolutely. I, I got you. All right. All right. I, I apologize, gentlemen. I, I missed the boat. I was, I got to put the crack pipe down. I can't, <laughs> I can't obviously do both. I can either podcast or I can. Or you can smoke right, crack. I mean, it's, it, these are, it's a it's, classic Sophie's choice. Life, <laughs> life choices. Man. All right. Let's roll into some uh, feed, uh, some listener feedback. Josh, share with us the Twitter feedback we got, please. Yes, at Toast CMU says, I spoke with a bartender at View Bar at the D who worked during F1 weekend. Said the View bartenders who worked said Thursday there were three people at the bar and no one at the casino and Friday was about the same. All but confirming our theory that people simply stayed home for F1 based on negative media coverage. Yeah, I mean... I think I... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that I, I actually, no, I'm, I'm distracted. What, what, what were you going to say? <laughs> I was just say, I think that maybe F1 next year might be the time to get my wife to stay downtown Ooh. in Vegas because it won't yes. be a yes. so. yes. I, I has, has she had that opportunity yet, Josh, to enjoy it? We have not. Yeah, I've only stayed downtown once, and that was when we were there for the... Um, for the Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and I've always said, hey, let's do, because we usually do three or four night trips, let's do one yeah. night downtown. And mm-hmm. she's just, she's she's good for a few hours there, but she's just not that into it. And I, 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 hand to God, Josh, I mean this sincerely, my wife was proverbially the same way at first. She was like, I don't think that this is for me. I think down, uh, I think the strip is more my speed. And then we stayed there and she goes, wait, wait, wait. You mean to tell me that I can get like actual alcohol from a bottle not from a gun right mm-hmm. and i can i can get better better video poker uh, right. numbers than on the strip um and and frankly to some degree i think that that if your your wife sounds a little bit like a, a, a bit of a foodie like my wife is there are such wonderful places to yeah, eat downtown yeah. i think that um i think you Nary need to do one trip with her, and I think she oh, yeah. will start to see the real value. And I don't mean value as in like the money value. I mean the value as in like, holy shit, there's some really the great advantages. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's, going a, on it's truly a different experience. I mean, if if you enjoy the strip, you've got to check out downtown. I mean, they're very yes. different experiences. Yes, yeah. yes in a good way, by the way. All right, let's move into some uh, email, and I love this. <laughs> I, so first of all, I, let me real quick mea culpa uh, to John Leonard in last week's podcast. I I took something that was kind of cute and funny and humorous, and I beat the fucking dead horse into the ground. So John, accept my apologies, brother. I am so glad that you are providing yet another um, uh, uh, listener feedback. And and God love him. He's like, well, I'm not leaving Tony out of this room. So Josh, please. What did our buddy John Letter have to say, please? Yeah, so John starts out with Mark, Karen, and the very surly Tony, <laughs> and me. the very That's handsome me. Josh. I'm just adding that in Fair there. enough. Thanks for reading my email on the show. I enjoyed it. To be fair, Tony wasn't on the last podcast I listened to, so I left him off the email. I mean, you never know who you're going to get these days. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, 
Tony was of great help to me back when we planned my 60th birthday party at Cosmo with bartending tips. And if I can, gentlemen, I think the only reason why I may have even remotely saved face with John was simply because he and I had a wonderful, like, uh, Twitter conversation for his 60th birthday leading up to it. So I built a little bit of goodwill for whatever I may have decimated. <laughs> yeah, has <laughs> John ever joined us for a Vegas vacation? Do you know? I, I don't know offhand, but okay. boy, oh boy, I'll tell you what, that boy's got a whole bunch of freak cocktails on T-Bone when he comes into town. So. All right, please, please, please uh, continue, Josh. Yes. So he says, I called it FBLV because that's in their email addresses. It may be more syllables, but it's easier to type. So, so yeah, if you want to email somebody at Fountain Blue, FBLV is currently their, their domain there. So. That's cool. I was comped here by reaching out to a, cos- a casino host and telling them that I was platinum at Cosmo and diamond plus at Caesars. Nice. So wave your dick around a little bit. Here's what you get. They offered me, they offered to comp me on opening weekend and offered me the casino rate, about half of rack rate for nice. our New Year's Eve trip. Very nice. Very nice, nice. Please get in contact with us when you get in town, buddy. Right. Absolutely. Um, also, our front desk person at Cosmo is now a manager at Fountain Blue. She would always upgrade us to a Fountain View room when at Cosmo, and I tip her generously. She emailed me before she left Cosmo, and I contacted her once she was at her new job. Maybe she'll upgrade us at the new place, too. Can you pass that information on to me? And yes. I'm yes. a friend of John. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. yes, I will share our FBLV photos and experiences, too. More soon, John. That's thank awesome. you, John. That was awesome. And, and and again, thank you for tolerating old T-Bone, who the reason I mentioned if you've been to a Vegas vacation before is because Tony has a habit of in the morning at breakfast apologizing for everything he may have done the night before. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I always tell people, listen, if you were super offended by last night's Tony, you talk to that guy because this morning's Tony is a super fun, <laughs> fun fellow. <laughs> All right. Another guy who who no doubt I have apologized to <laughs> in the morning after being <laughs> obnoxious in the evening is great friend of the show, Andrew Cornington. As a matter of fact, out, irrespective of this particular um, tri- uh, trip report that he wrote into, I was going through my, my old photos and I have got some really fun old, and I by old, I mean like pre-pandemic Vegas vacation pics where it was he and I and just a smattering of other folks that I don't remember offhand sitting at um i think it was probably a blackjack table at the link and we're all wearing these stupid uh, little headdresses that were sold by the cigar cigarette gals that kind of went around the, the the table games and i and i'm going through my pictures and i found it and i'm like well i can't possibly delete this this is just too much fun but i texted it off to andrew and i'm like do you remember this night and he goes oh i remember this i'm pissed you still remember it via a picture <laughs> but, you can't do any better than this nice human being. Josh, share with us Andrew Cornington's feedback, please. All right. So Andrew says, holiday greetings to the 360 Vegas Podcast crew. I think that's the way to do it from now. The podcast, the podcast crew. I think that's the way to do it and not make anyone mad to make sure you're getting everyone. Right. Here's my trip report and some thoughts related to the 2023 Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix. Blew out with a buddy. Both being fans of F1 and Vegas, the allure of being able to experience both at the same time seemed too good to pass up. Got a room at the Flamingo 
got a room at the Flamingo Room with a strip view for a decent price considering post-midfall rate deflation. Traffic getting to the room from the airport was only bad around the Flamingo Cobalt Bridge with a lot of people not paying attention and trying to merge to get on the bridge at the last moment. The bridge itself is a pretty impressive piece of engineering, but it's clearly not meant for permanent use. So I hope it's easily taken down. Yeah, they started taking it down this week. Did they? Yeah. Okay. I, I know that one of the bridges they put up, they're talking about making a permanent version of it. But It's the same one. They're talking one. about making, making a real one. Oh, really? Yeah. Right there, huh? Yep. Check-in line at Flamingo was as long as expected. But the mobile check-in option was pretty short, giving another win to modern conveniences. Yes. The room we got to had a decent view of Caesar's Fountains, nice, and a bit of the track, though we didn't initially plan to spend much time there as we had general admission passes. Nice. The gaming floor seemed quiet most of the race weekend. Hmm. Sounds pretty uh, par for the course. Right. Yeah. Police and National Guard presence was in full force during the race, and it felt secure all around the track. The little side street between Flamingo and Cromwell was a garrison at night with police, fire, and military transports parked up. Aside from the reports of private security's egregious enforcement of bridge stoppers, all interactions we personally had or saw with authorities were positive. Finding our way to the Sphere's north entrance required going through the Venetian, but thankfully they had decent signage to guide through the throngs of people through the convention center areas and over the connecting bridge. Security at the gate was good with bag checks and metal detectors, but could have used an extra lane or two. That was my experience too. John. I completely agree, Andrew. He's, you're, you're so right. It's he's he is right though. It is definitely like, gang. If you're gonna go see something at the Sphere, put on your walking shoes because yeah, yeah. it's gonna be a haul. But when you get to the metal detectors, all things considered, if they had one or two extra, it'd be super quick. But it's it's not the worst experience you're, you're going to have. It's, it's all things considered, it's quote unquote relatively good. And, and don't leave with enough walking time to get you there because you, you need to account for the wait to get inside to get your security. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Our passes allowed us to wander around the T-Mobile Sphere area, but no seat to watch the race. Hmm. This was fine, as we're still young enough to tough it out. The Sphere Zone stage and musical acts were great throughout the event, though Saturday they seemed to kick the volume up enough for me to use hearing protection. That's me too, buddy. I feel you. Our tickets also included free food and non-alcoholic drinks. The food, touted as a collab with Wolfgang Puck Catering, had some good items and some options that missed the mark. Free drinks included Coke products and Liquid Death fancy water products. Have you ever had that Liquid Death water? Uh, There's something about water in a can that just doesn't taste right. Yeah. If you wanted beer or booze, you were looking at prices ranging from $12 for beer to $30 for doubles of premium spirits. At least they're doing doubles. Right. We found. Well, now, hold on. Wait, I'm sorry. Hang on. Let's. If you wanted <laughs> beer or booze, we're looking. Oh, okay. So beer or boo. Well, now that's interesting. So if you want booze, you're looking at prices around twelve bucks. If you if you want booze, wow. it sounds like you're only limited to doubles, or they only bought doubles. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And that's so. Got it. Got it. Got it. Because I'm like, well, now wait a minute. How can it be twelve dollars? For a single, but if you want a double, all of a sudden instead of it being twenty-four, it's now 
thir- uh, 30 but I, I see his point. I, I see his point. I think Andrew was saying that it was essentially 12 bucks for a beer, but you might as well get a double, and you're only going to pay 30 bucks because it's like... Yeah. Got it. We found a good viewing place and settled in for practice one... I don't know if it's one out of two or... They, they had two different one uh, of practices. Two or, so yeah. yeah. There was good audio and screens to view the broadcast from where we were as well as track viewing. However, the first practice didn't last long. No, it lasted eight minutes. That's right. We left around 1.30 in the morning after assessing the track still wouldn't be ready by 2 a.m. and that we were likely going to get kicked out. Good call, because that's what would have happened. Right. Uh, back at the room, TV confirmed our assessment with practice delayed further and people getting kicked out. Thankfully, our room gave us a decent view, including three or four of the covers still being repaired, and ultimately the second practice starting at 3 a.m. That's awesome. So you were you were you knew you were gonna get kicked out. You already anticipated it. You headed back to your room, and you could still see the rest of the practice. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, we eventually called it a night around 3:30 a.m. Though the cars were still zipping by the room. Can you imagine falling asleep <laughs> oh, to that boy. sound? Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Friday saw us checking out some of the pop-up F1 events at Bellagio and Aria before the race. We had enough luck to drink on the cheap at both places, and they seemed well-staffed. Time at the track was much smoother, as well as with the third practice, supercar hot laps, and qualifications all going well. We didn't stay long after 1 a.m., but apparently there were more hot laps done after that. Hot laps is something that I think that you would get over at Little Darlings. So I don't know what that is. I was thinking we decided similar. to make our way back to the Flamingo and try to go to bed by 2 a.m. Saturday was the big race day, and we decided to chill at the Grand Lux Cafe at the Venetian and avoid the early security queues. The cafe had some very reasonable prices for often pricey bourbons, for example, Weller Special Reserve, as well as a decent happy hour menu. Even with the delay, we were able to get a slightly better viewing spot for the driver's parade and race, which allowed for some nice pictures. The race itself went off without a hitch and was more exciting than expected. It really felt like a close battle at the front of the pack. It certainly was. Mm-hmm. Before we knew it, the race was over and we were finding our way back to the Flamingo. First, we played a bit of slots at the Venetian, including one of the new NFL-themed slots, which was pretty fun, even for my buddy who doesn't care for American football. We spent most of Sunday checking out the other casinos, various F1 displays, and generally getting trounced at the slot machines we tried. (laughs) Things felt different without the buzz of F1 through most places, though most places we visited seemed busy for us Sunday. We decided to wrap up the day with a stop at Kura Revolving Sushi for dinner, provided or followed by a couple hours toasting a successful trip at the Golden Sea. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Flying back on Monday morning, the airport didn't seem that busy, so hopefully a better decision compared to leaving Sunday. Will I come back for F1 in Vegas? Probably, but I want to see how much F1 really lived up to the hype of numbers and benefit to the city. On the plus side, it seems the properties are at least realizing already that they can't charge the same rates as this year. Hang on, can, be- I, can, I, can, I, can I jump in here real quick? Let me, let yeah. me ask you, Andrew. So, Andrew, you say, will you come back for F1 in Vegas? And you say, probably, but you want to see how much F1 really lived up to the hype and numbers and the benefits to the city. Why? Like, I wish you would have just elaborated a little bit more, like, because you're hoping that maybe it won't be quite the draw. And so it's 
a little bit more value friendly or you're hoping that it was a super success and they're going to keep doing it with additional things to to in, to enjoy and, and 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 engage with while you're out there i i'm i'm wondering what he means by that i think what he means is is it won't have the baggage that this year had because it took so long to get ready for this that it should it should be a much quicker turnaround in future years so you don't have that negative stigmatism that that every all the influencers and bloggers and whatnot were were throwing a fit about we're pooping yeah all right i get that i'll be back for a couple days before christmas to take in some more vegas with hopefully a little more holiday cheer and less f1 flavor (laughs) for comments on episode 464 here's a few notes it's planned the weekend before it being f1 it's planned the weekend before thanksgiving because that's supposed to be a slow time in vegas I wouldn't expect that to change until after the third year's race unless something quite exceptional happens. I I agree. I think I, if, I would like to see them get better at where they're at right. before they plan on moving it someplace. Yeah. Track preparations, uh, water meter covers notwithstanding, required <laughs> two to three hours. Even though things were soft close at 5 p.m., some areas couldn't start working until closer to 536. Also note the direct practice slash race activities aren't the only thing on the track. They do hot laps, tours for the My Ticket is a House Payment crowd, <laughs> and related race control checks. As noted, the night race aspect is important to them, so practices and the race can't really start before 5.30. Is 2.30 too soon to close roads? High Roller had packages from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. during race days. Tickets for $92.25 for a single ride and a $182 option that allowed unlimited rides that day. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And both apparently included an open bar. Not sure about the rules they had, but $95 for six hours of an open bar seemed <laughs> <an> irresponsibly <laughs> amazing value. Absolutely. You might lose more than that on video poker at a bar over six hours. So. No yeah, anything yeah. that they, they do bottomless of is just a terrible idea to do in Vegas. Yeah. The only trouble is you're on the high roller, so yeah. it wants you uh, break the seal. Yes, yeah, so you're That's there. always the fear, yep. All, All right, right well, that was Andrew's letter. I love it. I love it. And with your permission, guys, I think I'm going to go ahead and close it out then. All right. That's going to do it for episode number 466. Thank you very much for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360VegasPodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360Vegas and get 360Vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on at zazzle.com slash 360Vegas. If you'd like to send some feedback, much like John and Andrew did, please send that to Mark. His email address is 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360VegasTony. Josh. At... Sorry. <laughs> so somebody somebody said that I should change it to at 360VegasJDubs, and so I was thinking about... That was Magnus, and I was thinking about that comment. But right now, I am at VegasJDubs, no 360, at VegasJDubs on Twitter. He just told you where you can find me, so until next time. <laughs>